the blast from our past network. Hey everybody, it's your man Adam telling y'all to check out this episode that we are doing as our crossover event on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. This time you get to hear me hosting an episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you guys like nostalgic knowledge, if you like a duel from the 70s, 80s, and 90s of, you know, any different type of trivia, this is the podcast for you. And honestly, if you don't like trivia, like me, this is still the podcast for you because this is the only trivia show that I listen to. And that right there is a huge stamp of approval coming from old Corey. So (laughs) I hope you guys check this out. I hope you guys have fun with it because it is a great show. And as someone who has hosted it once... Mm-hmm. Man, is it a hard show to produce. So my hat is off to you guys, and uh, I love it, man. I love it. As the only trivia show I listen to, I love it. And for someone who loves trivia as much as I do, I put a lot of work and effort into the show. So um, if you guys enjoy it, please make sure to keep checking out Throwback Trivia Takedown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome back to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm John Spees. And today we've got a battle of trivia podcast titans. In one corner, we have the amazing, the incomparable, the blank-staring Nicholas Groves. Say hi, Nicholas. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) how you doing hey nick and in the other corner we have a man lightning fast his nickname is blitz we've got tim edwards how's it going guys i'm ready to crush nick the two of you are hosts on the uh oaks media group podcast let's just start nick please start us off by telling us a little bit about your podcast a little bit about yourself uh yeah so uh our podcast is things that are blank uh, it is uh, a, kind of a mashup of $25,000 Pyramid and uh, Taboo. Uh, and basically, we have a lot of fun pitting people head-to-head against each other. And uh, we bring on a lot of members uh, from the Oaks Media Group, TWA, the Trivial Warfare Army, and a lot of well-known people, people who have been on uh, things that are blank and done well on it, we bring back as our little celebrity uh, hosts. And uh, it's it's just an absolute blast, and we have a lot of fun. And uh, I'm jealous of the amount of time it takes to record your podcast because mine takes forever. <laughs> um, outside of that, I am from Washington D.C. I am a native. I am born and raised here in Washington, and uh, one of the few. Uh, and I used to back in the before times uh, run run a decently sized trivia company, and uh, we had a lot of fun with that. But now I sit in my basement and record podcasts. So, upgrade. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and Tim, you're also the host of an Oaks Media Group podcast. How about you tell us about that and a little bit about yourself? All right, yeah. uh, We host, uh, me and I say we, the questionable company, me and my partner Cheyenne, host uh, Trivial Warfare Blitz, which is a uh, fast-paced game where we bring three people on and have them compete against each other. We ask them each a question, um, and uh, if they get it right, they stay alive, they Miss two, they're out, and we just 
proceed that way until we have a winner. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a pretty uh, it's a quick, short podcast. Um, it's easy to record, and uh, we always have a blast. You are on uh, Adam. Are you on this wave, or are you on the previous wave? The as of recording, I am on the the episode that is out this week. Right. Nice. So, Very nice. Yeah. And I luckily didn't make a fool of myself. Granted, I didn't win, but <laughs> the time I was on previous. Um, I absolutely made a fool of myself, and I was two and out. It was it was really bad. Oh, you've yeah. been on you've been on two episodes so far. Yeah, and not even a single things that are blank. Uh, Nick, just throwing that out there. <laughs> hey, look, I don't make the schedule. You can talk to Katie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when I'm not doing uh, blitz stuff, um, I am. Uh, I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a native of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like um, many people, there are maybe not few. There are few natives of DC, but there are many natives of Tulsa. Uh, uh, and we have a we have a decent sized trivia company here in town. Um, Nick was being humble. Nick's got a big successful company. We're regional. Had. I had, had one. Yeah, in the yeah exactly. Times, yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. What I, I'm not sure what I have right now, but uh, uh, when times are good, we're we're running that. Uh, in the meantime, I I'm married with two kids that keep me uh, pretty busy and uh, do other things here and there. But that's that's my story. Uh, just a fanboy a little bit. You know, everybody out there listening, make sure you check out things that are blank and check out Trivia Warfare Blitz. I listen to every single episode. I'm a big fan. Um, and even even when I lose terribly on Blitz, I still enjoy myself. It's uh, they're both fantastic podcasts. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome for nothing, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, I am I am terrified to be on this episode. So I I consider myself to be a, a, a very solid C minus D plus trivia player. Uh, and Tim's been on Jeopardy. So <laughs> I, I, I've been on Jeopardy, but I finished third out of three people. So let's just let's make that part clear. <laughs> well, this podcast is all about nostalgic knowledge. Uh, so let's let everybody know about the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head to head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If someone answers their question wrong, their opponent has a chance to steal. And the categories are... Movies, music, television, video games, sports, news and politics, fashion, technology, slang, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you have before answering a three-tiered question, which must have all parts correct in order to score the points. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, gentlemen. Those are all the rules, um, but before we get into the game, I would love to hear and just know a little bit more about y'all, so could you each tell me your favorite 80s action movie? Commando, without question. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just the quintessential action movie, right? I mean, you've got Alyssa Milano. I'm not going to say in her prime, because now at 40 years old, <laughs> yeah. it's going to sound really creepy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's seaplanes. It's, you know, breaking into a Walmart to mm. arm up. It's got all of the quintessential <laughs> action scenes. 
that you expect from from movie. You know, all action movies started there, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I'm going to have to disagree, and I and I think we just need to say that like Die Hard is the uncontroversial number one, and and just really the the question needs to be. After Die Hard, what is the best action movie of the 80s, in, in my personal opinion? Now, I'm going to go out a little bit on a limb here and, and include sports movies and action movies and say Karate Kid is the best action movie of the 80s. Uh, I, I think it is a perfect movie. It's got plenty of action, including a crane kick, spoiler alert, at the end. Oh, uh, come on. What, An what? Illegal, illegal crane kick to the head. Uh, look, like, I, I, yeah, okay, let's drum up some sympathy for Cobra Kai, okay? Jesus. All right. Well, Tim, you totally had me until you went all Karate Kid on me, so uh, that means Nick gets to go first because Arnold is my first love. Round one. Uh, so, all right, Nick, you get to start us off by picking which category you want. Well, since Tim has obviously proved he knows nothing about movies, let's go with movies to start. (laughs) Right. Uh, And your decade is the 70s. Ooh. Inspector Callahan first used the now iconic Smith & Wesson Model 29 revolver in what 1971 crime drama? Uh, Sudden Impact? Is that the first one? Uh... Sudden Impact? Yeah. Are, are you talking? Or no, are you yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. talking, but that's uh, let's let's be honest. That's what I'm gonna go with. Okay. <laughs> Sudden impact is incorrect. Oh. Tim, you get a chance to steal. I think that was the first one was just Dirty Harry. It was Dirty Harry. All right. So you start us off with ten points. You stole it, and you get to pick your category, Tim. Uh 70s, boy. Let's go. Let's go with slang. Slang, all right. And your decade is the 90s. Okay. When someone or something seems attractive from a distance, but when you get up close for a better look, they're a hot mess. Is called a what? Named after a French impressionist painter. A Surratt? That is way too smart of an answer. <laughs> no way it's not a Surratt. You obviously were on Jeopardy. Uh, Nick, you get a chance to steal this one. Uh, that would be from the uh, quintessential movie Clueless. She's a Monet. Oh. She is a Monet. That is correct. You nice, steal it nicely, back. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick, it is your turn to pick. Um, uh, Decades. Let's go video games. All right, video games. And your decade, again, is the 70s. In 1979, following the overwhelming success of Space Invaders, Namco released what game credited as one of the first video games to use RGB graphics? Um, 79. All right. See, this is where I want to talk it out because I can talk myself into or out of something. <laughs> I'm I'm not stopping you. <laughs> it's yeah. is it worth it to talk about it and then probably not. It. It's your it's your uh, call. Um I think it was it was a uh a Space Invaders looking game. It was Galaxian? Is that the one? That I just remember all the colors. Galaxian is correct. Oh wow, nice job. Partly uh confusing because they did Galaga as well, which is another Spaceship, but they released that one in 1981. Yeah, so, my but, my big yep. debate was between Galaxian and um, uh, what was it called? It was a uh, breakout, the bouncing into Break- the bricks oh, yeah. thing, and that's 81. that's the first thing that came to mind. But I thought that was earlier. Yeah, I think it was. 
Yeah. All right, Tim, you get a pick. Uh, let's do music. All right, music. And your decade is 90s. Though they formed way back in 1970, this band didn't attain a Billboard number one hit single until 1998 with a blockbuster soundtrack hit. 1970 to 1998 with the soundtrack hit. Uh, I would, I'm surprised that it came this late, but the soundtrack hit would have to be uh, the Aerosmith song from Armageddon. So I'm going to say Aerosmith. You are correct. Well thought out. You timed the uh, 1998 to Armageddon perfectly. Yeah. Yep. Don't want to miss All a right. thing was the name of the song. <laughs> I'm, surpri- I'm song. surprised none of those, uh, the, the like Alicia Silverstone songs yeah uh, crazy hit, hit and number, uh, went to number one there love in an elevator years, crying few yeah. years before yeah, yeah. even yeah. dream on none of them none of them hit number one <laughs> so all right nick it is your call for your category uh let's go tv tv and your decade is the 80s the all-time top 30 most watched single network television broadcasts in the united states by average viewership according to nielsen consists of 29 Super Bowls and this 1983 finale of what sitcom? Uh, MASH. MASH is yep. correct. Well done. Yep. Pretty pretty, pretty <laughs> insane. I see the list and it's just like Super Bowl, whatever, whatever, they're all huge. And then right yeah. in the middle of that big list, MASH. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's always incredible. And that it, it was, I thought for a while, number one overall, but maybe it's just the number one non-Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, definitely is. Yep. So. Uh, all right, Tim, you get to pick your category. I'm hungry, so we're going to go with food. Always a good call. And your decade is the 90s. Name this rhyming gummy fruit snack by the Betty Crocker Company that was made into designs on paper packaging and could be peeled off and slurped down like spaghetti. Oh, man. Um, dang. I was too old in the 90s for this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say fruit by the foot, but that doesn't really rhyme very much. Fruit by the foot is incorrect. Nick, you get a chance to steal. Uh, honestly, the only thing that comes to mind is, is I mean, gummy snack on a piece of paper. That's a fruit roll up, but that doesn't rhyme either. Right. I'm trying to think of something that rhymes and I'm I'm totally blanking. Um, at least fruit by the foot had some alliteration to it. <laughs> uh, I said fruit by the fruit 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 no it's not gonna work it's not gonna work no. <laughs> um yeah i i oh, the only thing i can come up with you said 90s 90s oh yes i ate many of these 90s if that helps that won't help you all. why the hell would you know you didn't you didn't know me in the 90s 90s gummy on paper yeah I, I I know that that fruit roll ups is wrong, but that's the only thing I can the only thing I can guess. That's the only thing I got. Fruit roll up is incorrect. These uh, I mean they were they came on like a paper packaging, obviously within their their plastic main packaging, but they were called string thing. Yeah, yep. string thing. Oh yeah. You know what? That's one of those okay. questions I don't feel bad about because even after hearing the answer, I don't know it. So <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Nick, it is back to you. Uh, let's go with, uh, sports sports. All right. And your decade is the nineties name. One of the two major league baseball expansion teams that began play in 1993. And for one bonus point, if you get the first one, right. Name the other. Um, 
right. So I am going to talk this one out because I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get the one. The uh, There's only three possibilities. It's either the Rockies, the Marlins, or the Rays. And I am almost 100% sure that the Rockies was definitely one of the two. So I'm going to start with the Rockies. Colorado Rockies. The Rockies is correct. Okay. Well done. And uh, you get a chance to get a bonus point. So the, we've never done a bonus point before. But. Okay. Well, then I can be the first to win a bonus point, too. <laughs> yes, so many can. firsts. I'm going to say that the second one is the Marlins, but not the Miami Marlins as they know now. They were the Florida Marlins when they were founded in 93. The Florida Marlins is correct nice. for the one bonus point. Nice. All right. And that uh, question was brought to us by brought to us by Chris Haas. Thank you so much for sending that my way, Chris. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Uh, That's an awesome yes. question. More questions from Chris because they're great <laughs> questions. Um, and, the and they're the best. They're the best <laughs> questions. The best. He's the best. Hey, Chris. Chris, why don't you, why don't you shut up, man? <laughs> Woo! Oh, a little salty there, Tim. All right. Well, it's your call, Tim, to pick what category you want. Uh, let's do news and politics. All right, news and politics, and your decade is the the eighties. I almost couldn't do math there. Uh, all right. In the nineteen eighty four presidential election, which candidate and former vice president lost in a landslide? To Ronald Reagan, who won 97.6% of the electoral vote. That would be Walter Mondale. That would be Walter Mondale. All right. But I'm sure he at least is a vice president who knows how to spell potato. I have a feeling. <laughs> True. <laughs> little, little dig on quail. It was, I was going to say, uh, is that, was that your 90s been. politics question that you had loaded? <laughs> was 90, yes. Yeah. It was on 92. Yeah, was, I, I was going to do it on the 90s one, but I... Went elsewhere. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to it in round two. Uh, Nick, you get a pick between fashion or technology. Um, I'm, I'm see. I've been staying away from fashion because knowing Tim like I do, uh, <laughs> his his fashion sense is absolutely impeccable, and I just I know he's been on top of it for decades. I mean, the, uh, the sarcasm is dripping out of my <laughs> out of my headset here. Look, there's not a lot of people that can pull off the Jesus look, but you've got it going on. <laughs> Thank you, my child. Yeah. Uh, so let's go tech. All right, Nick. And your decade is the 90s. Name this open source operating system, which first released on September 17th, 1991, and was developed by a Finnish-born software engineer. Um, all right. So here's a better question. Let me let me let me rephrase the question for you. The way it should be. <laughs> oh, is, oh my here, God! This yeah. is the problem is when we have a podcasting <laughs> trivia host all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the better way to word this question would be Nick. What is an open source software, and can you name one? Um, I, I uh, no. The answer is no. So pass. I am not a I am not a computer guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should have gone fashion then. Yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Tim, you get a chance to steal this one. Okay, so the way you also could have written this is, Tim, name the only open source operating system you know, irrespective of your knowledge of maybe when it was developed or anything like that. And I would say, okay, well, this is easy because the only one that I know is Linux. Linux or Linux is correct. See, I'll even pronounce it wrong. <laughs> 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 All right. And that leaves, he gets the steal and that leaves him with fashion. Uh, so, Tim, your decade is the 90s. Australian in origins, but popularized in the U.S. 
by being warned by the notorious B.I.G. and mentioned in his song One More Chance and Hypnotize, name this colorful sweater brand. Oh, man. Boy, I don't know. The only thing that I could think of Australia-wise and in fashion is is Billabong, but they were more like an athletic kind of company. But uh, I'm going to say Billabong. I don't know what the alternative would be. Billabong is incorrect. Nick, you get a chance to steal. Uh, so, uh, again, Australian fashion, no. Um, <laughs> Biggie lyrics, maybe. <laughs> but, not, but not Biggie fashion? It's Biggie fashion, probably not. Is it? It's. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Cuddy or Kubi. Kubi. I'm gonna say Kubi. Kubi is so close. Oh, dang! <laughs> but I can't give it to you. Oh, come it on. Is Kugi, Kugi with a G, not a B. That's what I said. It's a bad Skype connection. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> For My the record, bad. Nick has been as clear as a bell the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that takes us to the end of round one. John, could you please give us a score update? Uh, Nick has the slightest of edges at 41 over Tim's 40. All right, so the one time we give a bonus uh, point, <laughs> yeah. it's really actually pretty meaningful. Thanks, Chris. So. Chris, you're awesome. <laughs> Keep sending questions in. Chris, I'm going to hunt you down. <laughs> Round two. All right. Uh, since Nick got to start the last one, Tim, you get to start by picking for Nick. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick fashion for him. He said he he never picked it. I'm going to pick fashion for him. It's probably going to blow up in my face. Yep. He was obviously afraid. And your decade is the 80s. In 1983. Tom Cruise became a fashion icon as he slid across the floor in a button-down shirt, tidy whities and sporting this popular sunglasses brand. Ray-Ban? Ray-Ban is correct. All right. Pretty much name a popular sunglasses brand yeah, that I came s- out in the 80s. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Now you get a pick for Tim. Uh, let's go with – what did he miss the first time? Let's go with slang. Slang. Okay. And his decade is the 70s. In the 70s, if you were to say, I just laid a gasser, it would mean that you just did what? Oh, God. (laughs) Don't say it. Don't say it. (laughs) It's Um, not that. He's setting you up. (laughs) (laughs) This is a bait and switch if I've ever seen one in my life. Um, Gasser. A funny joke? A funny joke is incorrect. Nick, you get a chance to steal. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go the other way that that this is this is a a a setup by Adam that he's gonna lay it out for us. It's gonna be obvious. We're not gonna go that way, and then he's gonna get to say, "Haha, it was that." So I'm gonna say it's to fart in maybe in public. <laughs> wow, I think you just wanted to say the words "fart" yeah uh, in public. <laughs> Or you think I'm way too smart of a trivia host. (laughs) But I am that smart because it is fart is the correct answer. Dang it. Overthought it. Game theory. Game theory. (laughs) I should have got – you know, when I I play learnedly, I've learned not to overthink it too much because I'm like, no, Thorsten wants you to get it right. Don't overthink it. But I I, I was – 
I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm also, I, I listen to Adam's podcast, so I I know that's exactly the kind of crude humor <laughs> that he goes for. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty true. All right. So he gets the steal. And Tim, you get to uh, give Nick another question. Um, Let's go with tech. Tech. Okay. And the decade is going to be the 80s. Compact discs were first commercially launched in 1982. The first album released on CD was 52nd Street by what Philadelphia artist? Bruce Springsteen? Bruce Springsteen from New Jersey is definitely not correct. Uh, Tim, you get a chance to steal. Uh, Springsteen's not the worst guess because Philadelphia features uh, prominently in several of his most popular songs. On the streets of Philadelphia. Right. That's a great song. Right. And uh, uh, what is it? Atlantic City starts out with they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. Uh, Anyway. this is why I like playing with Tim because when I when I'm you know see my my way of, of acting is like oh Tim how did you not know that and he's like Nick you should feel good about yourself there's a lot of reasons why that was a reasonable answer. <laughs> All right, let, let me think. Fifty Second Street. Um, is it Billy Joel? It is Billy Joel. Oh, that was a well total guess. done. Well done. Uh, all right, so Tim. Stole back, and now, Nick, you get to pick a category for him. Uh, Let's go with news and politics. All right, news and politics. And your decade is the 90s. Born Vernon Wayne Howell, better known by this name, was a cult leader likely killed by his right-hand man, Steve Schneider, during an ATF raid in 1993. Uh, That would be David Koresh. It is David Koresh. Well done. All right. We've Adam, definitely got a game. I literally just prepped that question for the one that I'm hosting oh. tomorrow. So now i got to go change that question. Oh, sorry, John. Uh, all right. Well, uh, now, Tim, you get to take a, uh, take your pick for Nick. Uh, let's do video games. All right. Video games for Nick. And your decade is going to be the 80s. Name this series of video games released by Midway starting in 1986. It involved huge monsters destroying everything in sight, and it had a failed movie adaption in 2018. You bite your tongue. The Rock is a national treasure, and that movie is incredible. It's uh, Rampage. (laughs) It is Rampage, but everything else you said is kind of probably wrong. Uh (laughs) Man, I loved that game. I loved that game so much. It was a great arcade yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. Was. So, uh, all right. So, Nick, you get a pick for Tim. Uh, all right. Let's go with uh, me. No. See, I was going to go with music, but then you snuck in a music question under the tech category. So, let's go with food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Food. And the decade for Tim is going to be the 80s. Name this shredded gum that was invented by Portland Mavericks left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson and bat boy Todd Field that has been sold since 1980. Uh, It was a favorite of mine as a kid because you could act like you were chewing tobacco with it. It is Big League Chew. Big League Chew is correct. We all we all just felt really cool oh, yeah. doing big league, yeah, as in little league. Yeah. Like, I mean, like only in like the seventies and eighties could two guys be like, "Hey, no, uh, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna use <laughs> chewing tobacco ephemera to market bubble gum to kids." 
Right. Like, like we'll stick it, it right it, next it, to the candy great. cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what is going on? How did we get to this place? Yeah. How are we still alive? Yeah. Uh, uh, back when men were men and gum could put hair in your chest. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim, you get a pick for Nick between sports, TV, music, and movies. Gonna go with sports. Sports. All right. And the decade is the 80s. In 1980, Arnold Schwarzenegger came out of retirement to compete at Mr. Olympia, and he won. Name any other winner of the Mr. <laughs> Olympia title throughout the 80s, including one man who won eight straight starting in 1984. So it's named the other guy. That's, <laughs> name name yeah. anybody from the 80s. It's Schwarzenegger or this guy. Is that what it's, well... Schwar 1980 was Schwarzenegger's last Mr. Olympia. It was his seventh and his last. There were four other winners. Just name one of them. Okay. I'm I'm a big uh, I, I enjoy bodybuilding. I think it's very it's an interesting sport, um, but not a lot of people do. So that's why I was trying to give a, an actual possible answer here. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Jesse Ventura. Jesse the body. He is nicknamed the body, but he was never a bodybuilder, to my knowledge. Tim, you get a chance to steal this one. Let me see. I think this might be past his time, but the, the, the only person I can think of uh, that is sort of uh, close that I could guess would be Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. I watched That's a great guess. I watched Pumping Iron just last night because as of taping this, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, uh, birthday was yesterday. Yes, I watched Pumping Iron on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but Lou Ferrigno is incorrect. Uh, is it trying Carl to get... Weathers? It is not Carl Weathers. Though, that, he, should, he should have won a, Mr. a Sandow just for that one bicep shot in uh, Predator. Exactly. But, right. <laughs> uh, but no, this was... Uh, the person who won right after him in 1981 was his best friend, Franco Colombo, that some people might know who passed recently. Yeah. Uh, Chris Dickerson, uh, the Lion of Lebanon, uh, Samir Benoit, Benoit won. And then the guy who won eight times, which ties for a record with Ronnie Coleman, who won in the 2000s, Lee Haney won in the oh, late 80s. Dang. So not enough people know about bodybuilders, but I'm trying to get it out there. <laughs> Adam, Adam, this is literally and figuratively the weirdest flex you've ever done on this <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Here's a question thing only I would know about. <laughs> well, you know. That, that is I'm a discussion trying. that I have with my writing partner, Cheyenne Fletcher, all the time. I'm like, Cheyenne, no, we cannot ask a, a Greco-Roman wrestling question again. <laughs> You've asked it once, and that's all you ever get. That's all you ever get. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, now. The answer is Ruyan Gardner, by the way. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. always Gardner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nick, you get a pick for Tim. Uh, picking for Tim. Let's go with TV. All right. TV. And your decade is the 70s. In the 90s, Robbie Rist voiced Michelangelo in the live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. But back in the 70s, he was better known as what annoying Brady Bunch cousin? Oh, uh, Oliver? Cousin Oliver is correct. Well done. That that actor was the voice uh, 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 on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. I had no idea. Yep, yeah, on, on the, the all, in, all, in the movie. Yep, on the all three of the live action movies from the nineties, yep. he voiced Michelangelo each time. 
Uh, all right. So now, uh, Tim, you get a pick for Nick between movies and music, I think is all we have left. Yeah. Uh, I think these are both probably going to be decent categories for him. I'm going to go with uh, music. Okay. And Nick's decade is the 70s. In 1974, Swedish band ABBA won the coveted Eurovision contest with what song that charted number six on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 that year? Um, all right, so we've got ABBA songs from the 70s. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it was one of their albums and not some random Eurovision song that nobody's ever heard of, or at least nobody in the United States has ever heard of. <laughs> Have any of you actually seen Eurovision? Uh, I have partly because one of the the companies that I worked for made like a kind of like a highlight video of of Eurovision. It is ridiculous. I mean, it has got is crazy uh, production value on that show. Right. All right. So, seventies ABBA, Dancing Queen. Take a chance. I, can, I couldn't tell. Was that your answer? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, now I'm talking out loud because we're we're, oh, okay, we're okay. at a point in the game where if Tim steals, it's over. So. I'm uh it's it's almost irrelevant. Waterloo SOS was in the seventies. Now I'm just thinking through my mama mia. I'm really I'm I'm a musical theater guy at heart, so yeah. that's where I'm really taking all of my answers from. I'm gonna go with Waterloo. Waterloo seems like it would be the right Eurovision song. Way to pull that out of your whatever. <laughs> I knew it too. I knew it. Waterloo is correct. All right. Okay, Tim, you get uh, stuck with movies. And your decade is the 80s. Ah, another question by Chris Haas. Oh, good. Thank you so much, Chris. Right. Oh, Chris, thank you, Chris. Redeem yourself, yeah. Chris. Redeem no, yourself here. No, absolutely not. Bro. Stay on track. <laughs> what 1987 crime drama netted Sean Connery his lone Academy Award, which was for Best Supporting Actor? Uh, that was The Untouchables. That was The Untouchables. All right, uh, we have come to the conclusion of round two. John, could you please do all that math for us? Sure. All right, so going into the final round, uh, Tim has 90 and Nick has 81. Final round! All right, a slight come from behind. Uh, all right, you guys get to wager for this final round, and I will give you a category to wager on, which is golf. I don't know if y'all are golf fans or not, but the question's about golf. <laughs> it's the only thing on in my house growing up. I, I, I watched all the dwarf movies. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to throw out all the golf knowledge we have right now. Is it actual golf or are we talking about like Lee Carvalho's putting challenge? <laughs> Ooh, that was that's a that was an intimidating reference there. I don't know. I have any idea who that is. No, <laughs> that's a Simpsons I, reference. It makes oh, me, makes oh me gotcha. Good. I just want to say this is the highest scoring game we've had going into the final round. Oh wow! Yes, oh. it is. Well, allow us to botch the wagering in order to get it back to where it should be. <laughs> yeah, it has been absolutely impressive. Um, you've absolutely you've crushed uh, Jonathan and Chris's and Ben and Carmela's like regular uh round score so well done gentlemen wow yeah i feel good about myself now <laughs> um all you guys have your wagers in yet or are you still mulling over some golf uh i i've got my wager how, what do we, how do you want me to mm, just, just write it write down, it down and yeah just make sure you know it yeah okay this is my uh 
the back of my notepad, which is my uh, everyday Q&A calendar for 2020. Oh, nice. (laughs) All right, gentlemen, here is your final question. In the 70s, 80s, and 90s, there was some great golf being played. I want you to tell me which golfer had the most PGA Tour wins per decade, meaning who had the most wins during the 70s, who had the most wins during the 80s, who had the most wins during the 90s, and I will give you a hint for each decade. In the 70s, with 37 wins, it was an American nicknamed the Golden Bear. In the 80s, with 19 wins that decade, it was an American nicknamed Huckleberry Dillinger. And in the 90s, with 12 wins, it was an Australian nicknamed the Shark. So think on it. While these two gentlemen are thinking about it, I just want to tell everybody out there, check out all the podcasts on the BFOP network, whether it is Talking Back, Blast From Our Past, Cartwright, uh, what other ones do we have, John? I don't even remember. Uh, Podcasting After Dark. There you go. It's another good one. Yeah. They're all fantastic. Make sure you check them out. Go to BFOPnetwork.com or go to any of your podcasting catchers. You can check them out. Um, and they are all fantastic podcasts. And while we're talking about fantastic podcasts... <coughs> I'm also going to talk about Things That Are Blank and Trivial Warfare Blitz again because those are two amazing podcasts. If you like trivia and you're listening to this podcast, absolutely check those out as well. I'm I'm good. I think I'm, I think I'm good too. I mean, I'm not good. I'm final. <laughs> I'm not good. Okay. All right. If you both have your answers, we are going to start with Nick, who is down by nine points. Uh, Nick, who were your three answers? Um. So yeah, it's it's. I, I started writing down all the golfers I thought would be the champions in each decade, uh, before you said you'd give us more information, and then you gave us the uh, nicknames, and I just stopped writing because. Uh, guess what? That's too easy. <laughs> that's that's oh, that's no. something that I know. Uh, the Golden Bears: Jack Nicholas, Huckleberry Dillinger, Tom Watson. The Shark was Greg Norman. All right, and Tim, what about you? What were your answers? Okay, uh, th- this. I got Nicholas. I, I knew Norman. I knew uh, Huckleberry Dillinger. I had never heard that nickname. I was trying to tease it out. I knew this guy was successful in the eighties and I actually uh, met him once when I, uh, here in Tulsa, we have Southern Hills and they've hosted some um, PGA championships and U S opens. And uh, one year uh, in the nineties, I was working at a restaurant and he came to the restaurant when the PGA was, was here in town uh, and we were told not to get autographs, but I got his autograph anyway. I don't have any idea where it is, but his name happened to be Tom Watson. And so I put down Watson as a total complete guess. I didn't even think like Huckleberry Dillinger. That sounds like somebody who's like, like funny and kind of weird and, and quirky. And Watson seemed pretty, you know, straightforward vanilla golfer guy. But uh, I put Watson. So I, I got uh, the bigger pulls that I've had in a long time. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Yes. uh, With all the confidence that Nick had, your three answers are in the seventies, Jack Nicholas in the eighties, Tom Watson in the nineties, Greg Norman, both of y'all had all the right answers. Now, did you wager properly? Let's start with Nick. What did you wager? 80 points. Okay. Hey, and hang on, Tim. hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Those are the answers. Okay. And Tim, what did you wager? I wagered because I know not much about golf. I wagered zero. 
uh, <laughs> and even though I got them right. So I wagered zero. All right, John, please give us the final scores. All right, with a score of 161 to 90, Nick is the winner. Well done, Nick. Woo! Well done. Well done. Nice job. Wow. That was a very good poll. I will tell you, I had a recent similar game. I was actually playing on this podcast against uh, a friend, and we both got the right answers, and I bet low, he bet high, and it pissed me off. <laughs> I was the Tim. I was the Tim. Yeah. Uh, but all props to Nick. Yeah the, yeah, the the only thing I know about wagering is that in a free game with no prizes, uh, <laughs> bet it all. <laughs> Are you telling me that the uh, you know the prize, the illustrious prize of, of honor of winning at uh, Throwback Trivia Takedown isn't what you need? Oh, honestly, t- t- look, the fact that I beat Tim in a trivia adjacent or trivia related or specifically trivia competition. You have no idea how happy this makes me. Like, honestly, you can you see the smile on my face? Do you see how happy I actually am with this? It's it's incredible. This this Hey Nick, right. hey, Nick thanks for ruining my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> right. All uh, right, he, guys. Uh we'll start off. Um anything any last things that you want to mention before we sign off? Uh, so a big thing, very important to me, you need to uh, check out uh, Trivial Warfare Blitz. It's an awesome show hosted mm. by an awesome guy. Uh, and it's uh, the, the questions uh, since Questionable Company took over for that game have become absolutely incredible and, and so much interesting, so much more interesting to listen to than the uh, the hack that wrote them for, uh, <laughs> for Con- is it Constellation 1? Is that what it was? I think is so. Where- I think so. Okay. I get confused about it every single time, yeah. and I screw it up every time we record yeah. it. But, and, uh- and as the person that submitted probably 80% of the questions for Constellation 1, I can speak with experience that uh, – they are much better now. So check out Trivial Warfare Blitz. It's an awesome show. Well, thanks, Nick. Uh, and I would encourage everybody to check out Things That Are Blank because it is a uniquely formatted uh, trivia podcast, and it's a lot of fun. And Nick is a, is a great host. And, and uh, it's fun to find a unique niche, and they've done it with that. So check it out. That was super cute what you guys just did there. <laughs> I like that a lot. So, All right. For John and Adam... That was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com backslash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform you're listening to. And we'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 